right guys, let's look at where the fastest racing drivers come from. Now we know in karting especially, the home of motor racing is basically in Europe. So we're looking at Italy and England. They're probably two of the most uh, respected countries when it comes from producing very fast karting and then in the end, racing car drivers. Now, but we also wanna focus on some of the other countries that produce motor racing superstars and where they've started their racing careers. Now, if we look at Italy, that's where all the major karting manufacturers are from. Tony Kart, Kart Republic, Burrell, CRG, a whole host Parallel. So there's so many kart manufacturers that are based in Italy. So that's gonna produce really fast drivers because these are the guys who are spending a lot more money manufacturing R&D, you know, developing their chassis. So they need karting drivers, and especially fast ones, to produce good results for their teams. So that's why you see so many drivers coming from other parts of the world to be seen by these karting manufacturers. So Asia, you know, they probably don't have the, the biggest racing scene, especially in kart racing, but the people who are fortunate enough to be able to race, they venture over to Europe because that's where they want to be seen. And especially when you get into those teenage years and you're looking to step out of your kart racing into motor racing, if you want to be noticed, and especially going down that Formula One path, and obviously Europe and Italy especially is the place to be. When it comes to the UK and our English drivers, what makes them so fast? Well, without having actually raced in England, but racing against a lot of those drivers before, they learn in tough conditions. Like, let's be honest, London and England as a whole, it's bloody cold. It's raining a lot. So they're forced to learn in tricky conditions cart control, throttle modulation, how to break in the wet, and they're very aggressive and tough races as well. So whenever I've raced European drivers, they don't give you a square inch on the track. The track's 10 meters wide, and somehow the go-kart that you're racing against in front of you, it shouldn't be about one and a half meters wide. They somehow make those carts about eight meters wide. They make it very, very hard to overtake. Now we're looking at our Australia and our New Zealand drivers. Now we're so far away when it comes to European racing, but we do see some drivers venture over from Australia and New Zealand across the European karting ranks. And what always, it's sort of, it's still, uh, I don't know, it still amazes me how well that the Australian driver does when it comes to driving on a track that they're not familiar with. So Australia's got more sort of tighter and technical racetracks and they jump over to Europe, fast flowing and, and really long circuits. And they just adapt very, very quickly. We've seen a lot of drivers, especially now with Oscar Piastri making it to Formula One this season. You know, he raced in Europe for one season, but we're seeing our cadet drivers. So even our younger drivers jump straight into Europe and qualify fast at the, at the Rock Super Cup. So this is Sebastian Escandari, who's, uh, who's racing for the Tony Kart team now. William Collegian, another driver with Parallel, who's finished on the podium at some of these major races in WSK and the Rock Super Final as well. It just shows that Australian drivers are super successful even just honing their skills in our own backyard. The New Zealand drivers, again, I don't see a lot of them traveling to Europe, but once they step into a racing car, those guys are unbelievable. You have to look at Liam Lawson, Shane Van Gisbergen, Scott McLaughlin, Scott Dixon, Mitch Evans, Nick Cassidy. There are so many drivers that have gone from just honing their skills and learning on tight and technical tracks, hard compound tires, a lot of these guys in New Zealand, when they started their cadet racing, they want hydraulic brakes because they were using a one-make chassis. I think it was called the Kiwi car. So the same chassis on shit brakes, crap tires on hard tires. But what did it make it make these drivers do? Learn the hard way. You physically have to turn the car a bit more, make it grip, use your body to try and generate some grip as well. So these guys are learning on tight, 
twisty, technical circuits, hard to pass. You've got to find a smaller window to get in. Bang, they're straight into these gaps. Now they're going to race on these street circuits. Who, who's dominating some of these races now? The Kiwi drivers. So you don't necessarily have to get to Europe to hone your skills. You can still do it in your own backyard. The USA now is sending a lot more drivers to Europe. Now, the American racing scene is very, very professional in its, in its own right. I would say that when I went over there, maybe in the late 2000s, I think it was 2008 or 9, the caliber of driver was good without being great. And I think that was a reason because a lot of the European drivers weren't venturing to the USA to race at that stage. And also the American drivers weren't honing their skills and you know pushing themselves in Europe at that stage. Then with the Supernats gaining more traction, Formula One drivers racing it, IndyCar, NASCAR drivers, it brought those, again, those karting manufacturers across to America. So again, bring some great drivers, some professional karting drivers across and dump them into the USA for a few weeks. It All of a sudden, it raises the bar of the USA standards. They've got to improve their driving. Now, if you race the, uh, the USA drivers, incredibly fast drivers, uh, incredibly professional race teams. So they've stepped up as well. Now, it's only going to be highlighted more and more these days because they're starting to win WSK races. I think James Agosi, a Tony Kart driver, I'm not sure if I pronounced this right, but Ugo Uchikawi or something like that. Uh, he's now uh, a Formula One, I think it's McLaren, academy driver as well. He honed his skills in America to start off with and then went to Europe at a very early age. Logan Sargent, another one. He won a world championship with Ricky Flynn, but started his cadet racing in, uh, in America, in Florida region. So it just shows that we're seeing a lot more countries starting to race now in Formula One and even some more European drivers starting to venture now towards IndyCar and towards the USA because there's more opportunities opening up there as well. So the whole basis is which sort of country has the best racing drivers? I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the English drivers seem to produce um, a very, very high standard a lot of the time. So no matter where I see an English driver, especially these bigger races, they're always right near the top. So you have to look at Ben Cooper, Joe Turney, Freddie Slater. They're sort of three that just come off the, off the top of my head right now. Incredibly talented drivers, and they're all pushing that level up in, a, in the British championships as well. So again, a smaller trip towards Italy, to Spain, to Germany, to those other countries where they're located. But they always seem to be uh, right up there when it comes to, to racing drivers and, and to kart racing especially. I would also then have to say that the Italians, um, they're exceptional drivers as well. Uh, again, like I said, Cardi manufacturers, they've got the resources, the money behind them to try and put in back into the development of drivers. So getting good coaches, David Foray, Lorenzo Travis Venudo. I can't think off the top of my head any other sort of coaches right now. Marco Artigo for, for Tony Kart. Those sort of guys that they've already had racing for their teams and now coaching the younger drivers. So you're only going to bring up better talent with good coaching as well. So these guys are just quickly bringing that level uh, right up from a very young age. The Australian drivers, um, you always look at the Rotax Grand Finals um, and the Scusa Supernats, always very, very high up there when it comes to the end results. So, you know, most of the Australian drivers have won all the major races. Um, it's been a little while since our FIA World Championship uh, results from an Australian point of view, but in the next few years, we're going to see more and more Australians being right up there in the European racing uh, scene as well. Our Kiwi drivers, like I said, from a karting point of view, the European drivers and the American drivers might not see them so much, but us Australians who have to race against these Kiwi drivers, they are bloody quick. So they're rivaling Australian drivers hands down. They've got a very, very small market compared to European racing and even the American kart racing scene. But if you find yourself against the Kiwi driver, you know you have to work bloody hard to get around those guys. They are exceptional, exceptional drivers. 
So that's it when it comes to our kart racing drivers, sort of which countries have the best. You get an eight horse race with two from each country. I would say, mate, and Australian's gonna, and Australian and Kiwis, we just like to work hard for our, uh, for our racing results. So we're going to push those European guys bloody hard. But, um, like I said, it's, it's bring up that whole level in world karting when we can all sort of travel and race each other at the highest level. Hope you've enjoyed this episode, guys. Um, if there's anything you guys want to know more about, then obviously just shoot it down below and I'll do my best to, uh, to answer it for you guys again. Mm-hmm.